Hey, this is Scott. And Evan from Skeleton Witch. You're listening to the Mad Scientist Party Hour. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name is Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has taken a vow to never wear pants or underwear, and is currently giving his boner a noogie. <laughs> That's Jeff Clark. It's actually a bono. And beaming to us from Transylvania... The bearded booger-eating vampire known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. Oh yes, we are back once again. Boners in hand, poop in pants, ready to delight your ear holes with the sounds of farting. I don't have to fart though. I don't either. It's probably because this is the time for it. My ass knows when it's an inappropriate time to fart, and then it fills up. I ate ice cream last night after his ice cream, which... Did that fuck up your butt? Yeah, I've, I've, I've farted most most of last night into, into this morning. Loud, <laughs> loud, aggressive ones. It was fun, though. They were fun farts. Did they you know stink? What your girlfriend think about that, Jeff? My girlfriend is... She's fucking cool with it. She actually likes when I fart. She <laughs> eats them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's actually right here. My little lady. Say hi, little mama. Little mama, say hi. Oof. Look alive. You, you jostled her out of her sleep. Um, so I've been farting a lot lately, but I don't have to fart right now. And it was an ice cream fart. Um, Do you th- so that fuel that would lead me to believe that you're kind of lactose intolerant? I guess so. Is I it, feel like everyone has it always farts. been that way, or is it getting? Is it progressing as you get older? But, yeah, it's progressing as I get older. I think, like, my digestive system handles milk uh, worse and worse as I age. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like you're get, becoming lactose intolerant. That sounds believable, right? Isn't getting old awesome? We, uh, no, it's it's pretty whack. Is that is that something that you deal with, too? Don't you fart more when you drink milk or have ice cream? Or I think so, yeah. Am I, it's not. Am I it's weird? not like a ton. Like, um, like, like Paul, like bitch ass Paul. Whenever he comes over and we get ice cream, this guy just lights my apartment up. It's crazy. I'm not that bad. But I'm, he, I'm he more is like that like with lactose like, intolerant or whatever. With uh, with veggies and stuff, broccoli eviscerates me. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and cauliflower. And I'm getting. I'm. I can like levitate. I can fart so you, hard that I'll lift off the seat. Do you know why that is? Fiber. Yeah, probably. That's exactly why. Good job, Jeff. But now, then again... if you were having problems with your butt, what kind of doctor would you... Well, hold to? on. Let's not jump the gun, Shuddy Boy. Okay. We, we do have something to address that. What do you mean? Uh, you'll find out. Oh, no. Is it going to be a rectal bacon with Jeffy kicks? It might be. It might not be. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. We're going to have to bring the camera into the bathroom. <laughs> I feel like my mo like uh also so I the way I've been trying to change my diet and lose some weight and shit I've been 
It's a routine. I just have to give up on enjoying tasty stuff. So yeah, I you just got to give up and enjoying life. Yeah, pretty much. So I'll 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 make I have my overnight oats for breakfast every morning and I throw berries and nuts in there and fucking hippie ass seeds and all this shit. And then I'll get a salad from California Chicken Cafe which makes for for the record bomb ass salads. It's I, I don't suffer through those. But I go back and forth between their California chicken salad which has a nice big ice cream scooped ball of feta cheese amongst all these vegetables and the balsamic dressing's really good and then they also have a Chinese chicken salad and I would say about 30 minutes after I finish the Chinese chicken salad my ass turns into a weapon of mass destruction <laughs> it gets aggressive and like, violent NATO is sending chemical engineers to investigate my bungus <laughs> after I eat those because it's it changes the color of the walls. Joe Biden has to come and do a speech. Yeah, yeah. There's the, like the paint starts peeling off the ceiling. They're rancid, fucking rancid, and it is one hundred percent that salad. And all I do can you get that. Do you get the Chinese chicken salad straight up? No, without the green onions, you wise ass. And I also get the California <laughs> chicken salad. I haven't seen it. I get that one without the tomatoes because they always give cherry tomatoes. And for some reason, cherry tomatoes fucking taste like jizz bombs to me. I don't mind tomatoes, but cherry tomatoes are kind of They common. do look fucking amazing, though. I get annoyed by cherry tomatoes when I'm trying to, like, stick them with the fork and they're, like, rolling around. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't really want a tomato that badly. I just... Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, cherry tomatoes are, are definitely whack. I, I, like my, I like my tomatoes that don't play hard to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be in a little All of this food on their tomato. menu looks bomb. They're fucking great. So that California that's, chicken salad, What's California it? chicken cafe, chicken cafe. Where is this place? They got, they have one in like Hollywood. They have one in Encino, LA, they have, Santa Monica, yeah, they got Fourth lots of locations, Ridge, Venice. I figured you'd go to one like near Hermosa. It sounds like a, uh... no, there's one, there's one like two blocks from golden apple. So I, I go there on Wednesdays when I pick up my comics. Do you buy salads for f- the next couple of days? No. You just get the one salad? No, I I just make repeated trips. Oh. Okay. And when I on days that's like when I when I'm coming home from doing the show at Jason's or I just go to the one in Encino. Either way, those for some reason that Chinese chicken salad one fucks my butt up. How often to no degree. Don't you eat healthy with Carl? Or isn't that who you cheat on your diet with mostly? We do we'll do like one or two cheat meals, but we go to this place in Culver City that has healthy breakfasts and stuff, and I get their overnight oats. So I'm basically, I've, I've, my body has finally caught up with, like I've always said that my skin kind of looks like a bowl of oatmeal that got left out overnight, and now it makes sense because 80% of what I eat is now oatmeal. Aren't you worried that um, when you're eating healthy with Carl, that maybe if you eat too many vegetables, you're going to be farting in front of her or having to hold it in i do but for some that's a f- concern or that's an issue when she has mendocino farms near near her and for some reason those salads don't make me fart oh wow yeah um but this does lead lead me into our next segment here so the puminati was very excited by jeff being confused by doctor names doctor types and Poudini, the great Poudini, 
and Ginger and Juice tag-teamed a game. So they have a list. I bet you those two pussies do want to tag-team me. (laughs) Two homos. So I've got a list of doctors. Oh, God. How many different doctors? Uh, There's a decent list. I'm going to get the... I'm telling you right now. I'm going to get the eye doctor. I don't really know. I think it's an optometrist. I could, you know what? That could be a... No, I'm thinking... Of, I was going to say, that could be like a weather predictor, but that's a meteorologist. Yeah, optometrist. That's yeah, a, if, you, if you have something wrong with your body, what would cause you to go see a meteorologist? <laughs> uh, that's, that's an anal issue, I would say. All right, so I'm going to text you these types of doctors. Okay. And... Can you, is it because you can't read them? Some of them, I, 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 I will admit, I would probably have a struggle with. So part of this game is me, me reading send it to this. Me. I'm send sending it them to both of you guys. Oh. It's going to go on the MSPH um, text thread. Okay. So say what this doctor is and what, what, what part of the body or what, what do you think they handle. Okay. Urologist. This has to do with going to the bathroom stuff. So, penis stuff. Mm, no. Uh, bladder. Bladder doctor. Uh, I'm right, aren't That's I? close enough. It that's is clo- close yeah, enough. You're in the ballpark. You're, But yes, urinary tract yeah. kind of work. Yeah. Yes. So, that's like where you pee from. Yeah. Guys yep. and girls. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm yeah, going to do like, better in this game than you guys... You fucking haters think I'll do. A urologist could also help you out if you have like an STD in your pee hole too. It's true. It's penis and and, and pussy work. Sure. Yeah. Oncologist. Mm, not quite so much pussy work. Maybe just peeing issues. I'm gonna they're, leave they're it at pe- the bladder. I got it right. I got it right. Pee now, doctors. Now I'm talking myself out of the sale. Okay. So they the um Tim and Pudini did like send a little document. So a urologist uh, are surgeons who care for men and women for problems in the urinary tract, like a leaky bladder. And they also treat male infertility. Ooh. Yeah. So why don't ever have to visit a urologist? All right. And, and they also do prostate exams. So I will, I will have to do that. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one, oncologist. Saying all right, I think I'm saying all right. I think this has to do with lungs, right? Don't they like don't these guys help out with uh like cancer treatment? Yeah, you've got to pick one. You have to pick one. Is it a lung doctor or a cancer doctor? I blew it. Well, yeah, I guess it would be cancer because he kind of he did kind of blow it. But I I've heard this reference more with like lung cancer stuff. Well, it's but it's cancer, yes. Uh, yeah, specific to cancer. Yeah, they they're a cancer specialist. They do chemo and stuff. Yeah, uh, I might. I'm telling you, I might score higher than you guys think. You, you fucking might. pussies. You might. Great Poudini, you bitch. This one is, man. I really got to pay close attention to the spelling of this one because this is tricky. There's a lot of letters in this motherfucker. All right, Jeff. What is this? <laughs> I was hoping that one would come up. It's like an opromologist. 
Ophthalmologist? Ophthalmologist? Right? <laughs> the, the problem is, Jeff, that this one's unfair to you to read. Uh, that H between the P and the T is silent. Hmm. That's made it. Somehow got you so much further from the word. Yeah, it's way harder to pronounce. Uh, Intel Intel angle for I don't even really have a fucking guess on this one. Oh no. Ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. Throat. I guess throat. It's a guess. Your is throat. Your your final answer. (laughs) Yeah. Oh damn it. Jeff, that might be what you would describe as an eye doctor. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I really thought I knew what an eye doctor was. Is there a chance? All right. Oh, fuck. All right. Yeah, they can prescribe you glasses or contact lenses and diagnose and treat diseases like glaucoma. Unlike optometrists, they are medical doctors that treat eye conditions. Optometrists, they can just like prescribe glasses, huh? Correct. Yeah. Those pussies. And then God ophthalmologists actually do that. Like, if you need to have More eye than, surgery, ophthalmologists right. do it. Do they yeah. do LASIK as well? Or is that uh, is there LASIK specific? Well, whatever. We're gonna I'd imagine so. Little mama. All right, here's your fourth in you. doctor. Dumbass. You're up, Jeff. Pulmonologist. Okay. Pulmonologist. Yeah. You can read it. Do you know what it means? Or what kind of doctor? So I use the long... Uh, this one's long. This one. I'm guessing this one's long. Is that your final answer? It is. All right, wow. Nice. Yeah. They, they're they a doctor for breathing issues. Yeah. Pulmonary. Um, that's... Yeah. Specialist for lung cancer, pneumonia, asthma, emphysema, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Man, I've never visited any of these doctors, knock on wood. I'm lucky in that sense. Is there any more? Yeah. There's more. What do you think so what am I at? this doctor is? So I've gotten three out of four. Oh, we got away from the ologists and in Ob- the Ishans. Obistrician? Obist... I can't read this word. Obstetrician. 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 I feel like fucking Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber right now. It took you so long just to put a string of sounds together that is sounded like a word you've heard before. Obstetrician. <laughs> it feels like I... It feels like I'm reading it right, and but that doesn't feel like a real word. Because uh, it kind of looks like obesity. I'm going to go ahead and say something to do with, like, yeah, weight loss. I'll go weight loss doctor. A weight loss doctor. Yeah. Final answer. <laughs> yeah. So when women go to the OB, the bitches. Oh. For weight loss. That's what they go for? Are they go for weight loss? And that's the same thing, though? I thought, okay, so... 
obstetrics is they're they're gynecologist. They're slightly different. So what's Most a gynecologist? gynecologists are obstetricians. Dad, what's a gynecologist? Uh, obstetricians are baby doctors. Oh yeah, I mean, I had no chance. Let's be honest, I had no chance. That's not a fair one. All right, what's this next one, Jeff? Proctologist. Yep, and what do they do? The ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking in. Just checking. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that, Doctor. So four out of six. 67% thus far. That's passing. I'm passing this test. Yeah. For now. Yeah. This could turn on me, though. All right. I got, I'm, I'm on my toes. Here's your next doctor. And I will admit, this one threw me a curveball. It, internist? Internist. Yep. Yeah. Let's throw you for a curveball. I don't know why I didn't know this. This is one that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. Ah, you guys are fucking psyching me out here. <laughs> I mean, like, my initial reaction is, like, intestinal doctor. Intern. In- inter- internal. I mean, mm. using context clues, that is a solid guess. Right. But based on what you just said, I don't think that's the right one. Or maybe I'm psyching you out. Yeah. You guys are playing 3D chess when it's really not needed here because it's not like this is something to be good at. An internist. It's a doctor. I'll say she's on the, this doctor's on the childbirth team. Has something to do with labor. Giving birth. Final answer. (laughs) Yeah. Is that your final answer? It is. You are incorrect. You, sir, are the weakest link. I honestly didn't know this term. That's just like your regular doctor, primary care, internist. Yeah, I know. No, they're different. How? Uh, But I don't understand how they're different. So, well, according to the document here, it says these primary care doctors treat both common and complex illnesses, usually only in adults. You'll likely visit them uh, or your family doctor first for any condition. Internists often have advanced training in a host of stuff. Yeah, they're like a a step above a family doctor, if if I'm understanding it correctly. But they're basically a family doctor. Yes. Because it says family physicians are trained to diagnose and treat an entire spectrum of medical issues for patients of all ages. Internists develop a comprehensive and deep expertise of common health conditions, according to a comparison of internal medicine and family medicine uh, for common adult health conditions. So internists are just, they don't fuck with kids. It's a solid doctor to be. You don't want to fuck with kids. Yeah. Kids are annoying. <laughs> All right, how about this one? A lot of syllables, but I have faith in you. Gastroenterologist? Gas gastronatologist. Gastronologist. Jeff, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest something. When you read a word for the first time, do it slowly. And do it, sound it out as you go instead of just ripping out 
whatever sounds you. No, think I like Jeff ripping out make. sounds. Well, what is tr- oh, is this a gashologist? Oh, they specialize in pussies. Yeah, I like <laughs> to throw all the 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 syllables and letters onto a plate and then put them back together. Gastroenterologist. Gastronologist. Mm, I like that one. I like gastronologist better. All right, what's a gastronologist do? Feels like fart doctor, but... <laughs> uh, oh, paging doctor fart. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I, like, I know this, but I don't. I don't want to do a pass, but... I don't know how to explain what 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 is in my brain right now. Um, oh man, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, Do you want to just stick with fart doctor, kidney doctor? What's your final answer? I'll go. <laughs> yeah, well, I know a fart doctor isn't going to be right. <laughs> I do kind of want to stick with that. I'll go. Oh, I'll go kidney doctor. God damn it. Dude, you kind of... I think we would have given you fart doctor. Really? We would have let you slide with fart doctor. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's the fucking digestive system. God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's the word I was looking for that I couldn't land on. Digestive. Fuck. You son of a bitch. Jeff. I was close. I knew it in my bones. I knew that if something's going... Something's weird with my farts, and I go visit a gastroenterologist. Yeah, they. they wait, wait, how do you how do you pronounce the word? Gastroenterolo- gastroenterologist. Yeah, when you said it all slow, you nailed it. Oh, never mind. I thought it, I thought it was a harder word than that. All right, how about this bad boy? Neurologist. This is with your brain. Look at fucking fancy pants over here. Neur- neurology. Yeah, brain brain doctors. I got all right. All right, so what a five for eight. All right, let's do one more then. One more. Come on. Wait, You're do f- you have two more? Could I get to a C? Podiatrist. Oh, no. <laughs> I always fuck this up in pediatrician. One's for child, children, one's for feet. This one. This one's for the feet. This one's a, it's a foot doctor. This is a foot doctor. I know this one. Final answer. Final answer. Nice. You did it. Nice. You did it. I passed. <laughs> you, as soon as you saw it, you went to, into deep thought mode. You, you went someplace else for that couple of seconds trying to dig that out of your yeah. brain because you were confident you knew it. You just had to find where you had it tucked away. <laughs> Because I've I've I played back a bunch of scenarios in my head where I thought that was a child's doctor, and I've been I've been like someone's like, wait, what? What did you say? Yeah, podiatrist. You know, I you know I had to go see the podiatrist for your foot. I was like, no, well, no, it's a doctor, right? And I'm like, no, it's a foot doctor. I'm like, oh shit, all right. I I, I made that sense in specific context, but I know I fucked it up in conversation and been corrected in an embarrassing way. And uh, you know what a cardiologist is. Heart doctor. Okay. And what about what about this one that I just texted to you? I dated one of these. But what, no, I, I, I wasn't listening to her. <laughs> no, anesthesiologist. I don't even know if I pronounced it right. They make fucking money. This girl was rich. It was like 
like the first girl I dated when I when I moved out here. She had like a sick fucking place in Venice Beach. No shit. Yeah, she was okay. like, she was like. But good do you friend. know what her job was? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get in there. I'm getting there. Hold on, I'm telling the story. I think she. I think she treated sick dogs. <laughs> <laughs> she was like good friends with John Bernthal's uh, wife. Whoa. Yeah. So like I was, I stayed at her house one day, and like John Berthaw's wife and kid were just like hanging out, and uh, like I woke up, they came over like super early. It was like when they were still, it was still a baby. The kid was still a baby, and they came over super early. And she was talking about her husband going back to upstate New York to visit his old theater school. I was like, wait, who, where's your husband? Like, what school did he go to? He went to Skidmore, which is in Saratoga, New York, where I'm from. And, like, I know very well. Um, but she was, yeah, this girl was an anesthesiologist. anesthesiologist. Ah, I fucked it up again. <laughs> so they give you the the no, the Novocaine. Or like the, the, it's what puts you asleep, sir, where you don't feel the surgery being done. Yeah. yeah, anesthesia. Yeah, anesthesia. Like if you're <laughs> if you're gonna go in for open heart surgery or childbirth, they give you tons of Novocaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they Novocaine the fuck out of you. But <laughs> but like those those doctors, they get paid like bank because like that job is like like you can't fuck that up. No, like you have to have like a zero percent failure yeah you like, fuck you that dosage up and you either kill somebody <laughs> it's over yeah or Man. they wake up while their chest is wide fucking open yeah oh. like i'm pretty <laughs> sure like the minimum salary like when you get done with that school is like 250 like i think you just walk into like a fucking sick job dude one of the when, most uh, like terrifying things that could ever happen to you like one of the most nightmarish scenarios metal as fuck is when the dosage is fucked up or your body doesn't process it right and you're just frozen and feel it all. So you feel them doing a surgery to you and you're just paralyzed. Yeah. Like, seriously, how many different death metal songs have you heard about that? I mean, it's just... They have, like, a whole song dedicated in every death metal album to this very specific <laughs> thing. <laughs> they, uh, when they took my wisdom teeth out when I was a kid they didn't give me enough anesthesia to keep me asleep no shoddy it wasn't bad like i was no i was numb so i didn't feel anything Uh, at least you woke up up. yeah Yeah. but i woke up so i remember hearing the crunching of them from them breaking them up but the reason they had to put me back under was because I wouldn't stop talking. I just... Don't you guys know the difference between He-Man from the comic books and the animated series? There's a few small differences. Let me go over them for you. (laughs) By the way, I also have some things discussed about She-Ra, but we'll get to that later. So back to He-Man. Actually, let's start with Battle Cat. too chatty, so they had to put me back (laughs) under. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, this fucking kid won't stop talking about fucking He-Man. Give him some more... Novocaine. <laughs> I mean, when I went in, because I got all my wisdom teeth taken out, but the reason I had to get them out in the first place was my bottom ones were impacted and like on a like a very very tilted angle. 
So just a tiny bit of the, it was like an iceberg, only a little bit of the, the, my wisdom teeth on the bottom poked out and the rest of it were submerged. And sometimes food would just go down in between my tooth and the gum and it got fucking infected and inflamed a lot. But sometimes I would just buy, I bought like those dental hooks and I could scoop that down and pluck out whatever piece of food got stuck and then the infection would go away. And one time it just, it was not going. I, whatever was in there, I couldn't get out. And it was swelling up really big and it was painful and really fucking me up. And when I went in, the guy was like, okay, that, that's a nasty infection. We have to get that tooth out now. Have you eaten anything today? And I was like, well, yeah. I had breakfast and coffee and then came over. And they're like, we can't put you out, but we have to operate. So they numbed the fuck out of me, boatloads of Novocaine, and I was awake for it getting that one out and they had to i like they injected why couldn't they put you out again you just shit yourself they want you to have an empty stomach in case you vomit while you're passed out you don't choke to death gotcha so i i was i was conscious for it and i remember it's so vivid when they kept poking me with needles to be like all right are you numb yet are you numb i was like I guess so. We're, we'll find out how numb I am. This fucking guy takes a scalpel. My mouth is open. And I felt it without any pain, but the sensation of the blade cutting through my infected, inflamed gun, gums down to the tooth. And then they, you know, they spread it open. And the fucking guy was using a drill to make a divot in the tooth so he could get a chisel in it. And then, cut, like, crack the tooth to pull the pieces out. And yeah, it was, that's what I woke up to them doing was cracking, breaking the teeth inside my mouth so they could pull them out bit by bit. I feel like the under underrated, terrible part of the story is here. I, you hear them talk about the strategy, right? Of what they're doing in your mouth. Like the doctors talking, right? Cause you're awake. You can hear them be like, all right, yeah, let's just break the fucking I don't remember too much talking, but I do remember, and the same thing happened to Tully because he woke up in the middle of his wisdom teeth, and the guy put his fucking knee on my chest for leverage to yeah. crank it, and I felt my head whipping. Like, he was really jerking my fucking head around. Fuck, dude. And then I had to go back a separate time because healing wisdom teeth sucks ass. There's, like, all this stuff you have to do to make sure you don't get dry socket. So I couldn't smoke. Like, I couldn't smoke weed. I couldn't hit bowls. I couldn't drink through a straw. Everything I had to eat had to be like real soft for a while. And then once they did, once I got knocked out for the other three, repeat that whole process. And it's, it's nasty. They give you a little squirt bottle with saline to wash the gaping tooth wounds out with. And the first time I did it, all this chewed up food debris came out and smelled like just rotting shit. Oh. It it knocked me on my ass. I've, that's a smell that'll be burned in my head. It was so concentrated and strong and putrid. It fucking broke my brain. You sound like the John Wayne Gacy uh, detective. Oh Smell, yeah, smelled the corpse. Just brutal. I'll never forget that smell ever. Oh yeah. Jeez. Um, speaking of brutal and things that are metal, I do have to give you tribute real quick to. The singer of my favorite band for almost 20 years, Trevor Sternad of the Black Dahlia Murder. Another legend gone, man. And boy, did that one sting. 
I could not believe it when I saw it. Uh, just someone that I know of going to shows posted about it. Didn't say it was just like rest in peace, Trevor. And it was a picture of them. And I was like, that looks like the dude from black Dahlia murder. And then that's how I, and then I found out that it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was coming home from Jason's and I just parked my car. I opened up Instagram and saw the post from the band. And it was one of those, it, like it floored me. Like my jaw hit the ground. I couldn't fucking believe it. And I was, you know, hoping that it was just some really fucked up sick joke. But I know, you know, I think the only people that ever pulled that off were typo negative. Like they did a fake out death that Peter Steele died. And then like a couple years later, he died for real. And people were, it took a while for people to actually believe it. Cause they're like, yeah, you guys did this a couple years ago. Like, what are you fucking doing? Was it like an April Fool's joke? I don't even know if it was an April Fool's joke or just them being morbid. But, um, yeah, I mean, I know death metal, extreme metal isn't everybody's cup of tea, but the first time I heard Black Dahlia Murder was when I was still living with my mom in Jersey. And you know how cable has those music choice channels that you can scroll around? And they have every genre possible. It's like in the thousands in the channels. I was just, one day I was like, I wonder if they have a metal channel. And I was surfing through it. I found it, put it on, and the first song that played was by Black Dahlia Murder. And my mind was blown. I was like, I can't believe a band of this caliber exists and I didn't know about it. I immediately got in my car, drove to the Rockaway Mall, went to like Sam Goody or FYE, and I was like, okay, a band that sounds this good, they have to have like a catalog, and I'm just going to buy every CD they fucking have. And I was... I was shocked when it was like, oh yeah, that, that's their debut album. They've, they've only got one album out. So I, I bought it, listened to it on the way home, and I was like, holy shit, I have a new favorite band. I can't, like, I've listened to this album once. They have one album, and they are my favorite band. And they, that was almost 20 years ago. And like these guys, Every, almost every tour, unless there was something that I couldn't get out of when they happened to be in town, I went to. When I first moved to L.A., they played at the House of Blues in, in Hollywood, which is no longer around, on my birthday. And Brian Slagle, who is the CEO of Metal Blade, I knew because he's a big Howard fan. And he came up to me and he's like, let's go, let's go backstage. So we go backstage Right when we walk in and it's full of people and everybody's partying and all the bands are there and Brian just goes, hey everybody, this is Kevin Kraft and today's his birthday and Trevor just beelines it straight to me and he's like, happy birthday man and he throws his arm around me and he's like, you smoke weed? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I smoke weed. Pulls out a big joint, he's like, let's go smoke this. So I'm smoking weed with him and um, Chris from Six Feet Under and like all these metal guys and I'm just in awe, like smoking a joint on my birthday with all these guys that I admire and stuff. And Trevor really, like if you look at all the tributes that are pouring in online, he was the life of every tour. Just a beaming light of happiness. Shuddy, you've seen them live. We've gone to see them live together. Yeah. You'll never see somebody have more fun on stage. Like for as evil and dark as their music is, this fucking guy was smiling ear to ear the entire time. And that's what he was like off stage too. Like all he wanted to do was talk metal and he was just this endless abyss of metal knowledge. Like he knew everything. And and on his free time, 
he would just go on YouTube wormholes and find new bands and extreme metal acts that had like a hundred views and tweet them out. Like if you if you're a metal fan, look through Trevor's Twitter timeline because all he did all day was amplify metal acts that had no views, no fans, no out like no real exposure and just he did a lot for the genre. If you've ever seen any of their music videos, you know, they were goofballs. They're, they they performed shows in Hawaiian shirts. They talked about going on the scene and being the short hair guys in a death metal world where people were like, wait a second, you don't have fucking leather spikes and shit on your arms. You guys don't have long hair. What the fuck are you guys doing? And it took a while for people to really take him seriously. Uh, and it was just... I didn't even know he had, he had struggles with depression, you know? I, I was... I'm not somebody who really hunts down people that I'm a fan of and, you know, watch their interviews and stuff and listen to them getting interviewed on podcasts or shows. I just, I like what they have to offer and I consume their product. That's, that's usually as deep as I get. But I saw in an article, I think it was a Rolling Stone article about Trevor, you know, at, at this point it's safe to assume that he killed himself because the, the statement that the band put out just ended with, the national suicide hotline number. And, and so it's like, oh, wow, he fucking took his own life. I didn't realize he was that dark. And the lead singer of Machine Head, Rob Flynn, was quoted in this article saying, you know, I just had Trevor on my podcast like 10 months ago, and he was really open about his struggles. So I went and listened to it, and I listened to most of it while I was at, you know, Carl's place over the weekend, and she doesn't give a flying fuck about death metal, but even she was kind of interested and intrigued by it. It's it's kind of like when I talk about that movie Rush with um, Chris Hemsworth and mm-hmm. like Nicky I don't Lauda. yeah Nicky Lauda. I don't give two shits about Formula One racing, but the passion that those guys had in that movie made me give a shit. And I feel like if you, it's it's worth a listen. It, this it's I couldn't find it on iTunes, but it's on YouTube. The, the whole video interview is on YouTube. And the just the stories they tell and the struggle of being a metal act. Because to be in a metal band, you have to be a virtuoso of your instrument. You have to play a guitar faster than anybody can play the guitar. You have to play the drums faster than any human has ever played the drums. And your reward is touring eight months out of the year in vans, taking home, like, chicken scratch yeah it's but a grind you do it because you fucking love it and to hear these guys t- tell that story and then trevor opening up about his depression and doing ketamine therapy to try and to try and treat it and get over it was was shocking um you know i felt really bad for this musician that i I've, I've admired and been lucky enough to hang out with a couple of times uh to to know that he was suffering so bad and I don't know, like, it it caught me by such a surprise. Like, I've seen them live more times than I can count. I have more of their merch than I've ever spent on any. I'm wearing one of my dozens of shirts right now. I have fucking Black Dahlia Murder sweatpants. I got a fucking Black Dahlia Murder bowl right here. I even got this, a Black Dahlia Murder fanny pack. Yeah, how many times have you worn that? A lot. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't I think. I've I've never heard a band just crush it musically, and his lyrics were just perfectly poetically evil of 
all the stuff they covered. I know it's, it's, it's impossible to understand what death metal vocalists are saying, but on Apple Music and stuff, they put the lyrics up in karaoke so you can read along with it or Google them. The guy was such a talented lyricist. Like, a lot of times you're there for the music, and then when you look at the lyrics, it's like really corny shit, like, ooh, skeletons and blood, blah, blah, blah. Just like, all right, yeah, you're, you're staying in, in tune with the genre. But he took it to another level with how fucking just beautifully evil those lyrics could get. And I'm kicking myself. I'm fucking kicking myself. Because for the past couple weeks to a month, I was like, I got to get Trevor on MSPH. Like, I know he would be a good fit for the Puminati. Just in the times I've hung out with him backstage, he's got our sense of humor. He's in our age group. Like, he just turned 41 a week before he died. He was all into retro gaming. Like, they even reference Castlevania all the time in their lyrics. Um, Podhead, fart jokes, poop jokes. Like, he's our people. Like, Trevor was Puminati, no question. And I was too much of a chicken shit. Like, we followed each other on Twitter and Instagram. I could have just DM'd them, but I was too nervous to do it. I was working up the courage. Kind of shows, like, how much of a fan you are because you've reached out to people who have a bigger audience or maybe a bigger platform and haven't thought twice about it. But this guy who followed you back and you fucking, like, smoked a joint with. Like, it's not a hard... (laughs) It's not, like a hard icebreaker to make. It's not even, you're not even really breaking ice. Like you're just, not, I guess not reconnecting, but still, I mean, you had an end. Yeah. So I mean, and then I, when I, like when I tried to find that interview with Rob Flynn, when I searched his name on iTunes or Apple podcast, endless, endless podcast appearances showed up. Like he did anybody's show who's asked. Yeah. So he for sure would have come on. I wanted to get him to do like death metal growls of stuff from the show. Like, saying shuddy, shuddy, shuddy in a death metal voice or Dookie Boy the Cocksucker in a metal voice. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, he started dating this girl Could he like, do, a year uh, ago. I love Big Mama's House? <laughs> Give him to do that one? I think, yeah, I think he would have done it because he, he played ball, he loved goofing off, and as serious as a genre as death metal is, those guys were titans in it without taking it too seriously. Like, they, they got silly on stage. They didn't have to have the look of, you know corpse paint and long hair even though they did go back and forth between having long hair and short hair and stuff but they didn't necessarily look the part and yeah it's it sucks and man it's just their their entire career was their peak it wasn't like talking about metallica like oh man ride the lightning and justice for all like every one of their fucking nine studio albums crushed from start to finish like they they never they never passed their peak. Their entire career was like the fucking zenith of metal. And like like the the show that it was me, Dom, Shuddy. Who do you know who else went to us to that show in Bethlehem? I don't remember. I it might have been I, Mark Rooster. Probably if it yeah maybe Mikey. I think yeah I do think Mikey was there and that was Mikey. I think got us all the tickets. If they, I remember correctly, it was them and Napalm Death, and I remember. And I, I think Huntress opened also. Yeah, and somebody else. 
that was, that was relatively I've, big. I've told a story about this show on the show, or this this concert on the show before. This was where I was still going in the pits and stuff, and there was this fucking guy who was laser focused on me. This guy hated me. He must have just been like in the pit. Yeah, he's like this guy's, this guy's fucking face. Fuck this guy. So he followed me around the pit and wouldn't stop shoving me. So I got out of the pit and I'm like, this fucking piece of shit. So I, I got out of the pit and I walked around and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get behind this motherfucker. <laughs> Sucker punch him. And I'm just going to run and fucking charge and shoulder check him right in the back. So I find him. He's not looking at me. And I get a running start. I get in the pit and I'm running at him. And I tripped over someone's foot and fell into him with the side of my shoulder. And it like knocked it out. And I had to pop it back into place. So he didn't even move. It was like I fell into a wall and hurt myself. Yeah. And, and that was the point where I was like, yep, that was my last mosh pit. I'm done. <laughs> and it was. That was my last pit. Oh, wow. But it was at a Black Dahlia murder show? Yeah. Like before I even moved to L.A. Like years and years and years ago. Yeah. I mean, that would have been, that had to be... I wonder. I, so I saw them twice. I saw them that one time with you at Crocodile Rock, and then also at Sounds of the Underground, two thousand six. Yeah, that was epic, dude. That was when they filmed the music video for Statutory Ape, which <laughs> with I've gone through frame by frame to try and find myself in the crowd, and I couldn't do it. Statutory ape. Yeah, it's a song about, like, guerrilla warfare and the, the, yeah, the, you, the hell of that war. That was... You you went... That was... You were out... Did you go to Sounds of the Underground with us? I think I did. Was that... A, my a cousin... Was my cousin there? Because we went with my cousin, too. No. Oh. No, because what, Maybe we, we didn't, didn't even plan on going. This was... We were at... Dom's after the tally ho one Friday night and decided at like two in the morning to go to sounds of the underground the next day and bought tickets on Ticketmaster and went to Camden the next morning. And <clears throat> our friend Trevor was still not mature enough to drink beer so the only thing we could drink while we were tailgating was Smirnoff ice. Oh, so we, and, oh. and savages. Um, and our, our friend Frankie who came with us, he brought a bottle of Jägermeister that was literally, I mean, a, this tall, like a gigantic bottle of Jägermeister. So before sounds of the underground, we were, Slamming Smirnoff ice and passing around a giant bottle of Jägermeister in the parking lot. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I think Gua- was we Guar at in. that show too? Yeah. Uh, Guar, Cannibal Corpse, In Flames, Behemoth? Trivium, was Behemoth Black Dahlia there? Murder. How about, yeah, I was going to say uh, Meshuggah. <laughs> I don't think Meshuggah was there. They might have been though. How about Nile? No, nah, I don't think Nile was there. I feel like Nile is like a pretentious death band, a death metal band. They, de- uh, I mean, they certainly stay in their lane of Egyptian death metal. <laughs> <laughs> I said they're like the Pearl Jam of death metal. Kind of douchebags. 
anytime I went to a Black Dolly murder show and got to hang out with Trevor, I just loved asking him, like, what what are you listening to now? Because he that's all he did. He just spent all of his time just deep diving and finding new bands and tossing them out there. I found did he ever so give many you cool non heavy metal bands. No, but he does talk about on Rob Flynn's podcast, which I think is on Gas Digital. So shout out to Louis J. Gomez too. Um, when he when he was doing the ketamine therapy. Like they go and you get it like an IV drip. So you're there in a room by yourself getting dosed with ketamine. And he says, you fucking trip your dick off. Like you trip balls hard. And he was like, I, I don't, he's like, I, you know, 90% of the music I listen to is death metal, but I also have s- other stuff that I appreciate. And he was like, the stuff that I listen to that isn't death metal is mostly rhythmic shit. Like I love funk and I love disco. And That's cool. he said he would be there with an IV drip hanging Some out of his bag, dancing around, listening to fucking disco and funk. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm at a point now where, I mean, this fucking rocked me. I know it's corny to be rocked by, quote-unquote, celebrity deaths, but, I mean, nothing got me happier than a new da- Black Dahlia Murder album, which would come out, like clockwork, just about every two years. And they toured every year and i i went to just about all of them and just the fact that i can't see my favorite band again is it's a heavy it's a heavy thought sucks dude yeah when i found out i did i i did think about texting you but i thought that that would be corny and you oh i got a lot of texts i mean i there like i had listeners reaching out to me being like dude if it wasn't for you I never would have found Black Dahlia Murder, and they're my favorite band now, too. Uh, yeah, I obviously learned through your Instagram. But I was like, oh, man. Like, obviously, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't listen to them, but I've seen you wear their T-shirts. I've smoked out of the Black Dahlia Murder uh, bowl. The Black Bullet Burning Nullifier. For as long as I've known you. So Kevin like, should do a, a rip deal. out of it right now in tribute. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree, but can you do that and continue the show? I mean, I feel I like think I could do it. I think you. Let's could find do. out. I think I think I can do it. if oh, there's baby. ever a way to get him to smoke during the show, this is it, Jeff. Like we, Fair I don't enough. know why you just tried talking him out of it. How I mean, how can I not do a bull rip for for Trevor? Uh, well said for Papa Trev. I will. A question that I have though is: Is there any? Are you? Is there any weed in there? Yeah. Or are you just hitting ash? Yeah. Does it, I guess there's smoke counts. Um. So are they done? I mean, obviously they're never going to be the same without this guy. But is there a chance that they'll find a new lead singer or try try to produce more music? It's tough. I mean, Trevor was technically the last original member. Oh, shit. Their rhythm guitarist joined, I think, in 2001 or 2002. So it was before their debut like feature album came out. Unhollowed came out in 2003. So he's been with them since they were signed to a major label. They were with Metal Blade for their entire professional career. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, you'll give it a listen. Of course. Yeah. But it's one of those things, like, sometimes... Like, In Flames, which I know Dom and Mark Rooster just went to the other night, In Flames and Dark Tranquility are two, like, 
pivotal, massive Swedish melodic death metal bands. And I'm pretty sure back in their very, very early days, they straight up switched lead singers. And then both bands got really big. But if you're going to do a, a vocalist change, especially with a, like a death, I feel like that has to be really, really early on. Mm. I know Suffocation had the same singer for 25 years, and I think that guy just retired, and they subbed in a new guy. But I don't know if people will be able to do it, man. I don't know if people could take a different front man. Yeah. It's still so early and fresh. No one, you know. And it's also weird. Like, he just did... He started dating this girl who was um, like an OnlyFans model. What? And like a week or two before he died, he did like a, a little a little show with her, which was surprising. But I was like, fuck. Wait, did you watch Trevor. it? No. No. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I don't, I don't know if he you did. I don't even know how to think about that. He went looking for the podcast interview. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't. Like if, if Is it because he's dead? Jeff, Oh, all right. No, because you know him. Okay, there is an extremely short list. Wait a minute! Of, if I'm going to Pound Town on OnlyFans, you're not going to watch. No, come Fuck on! No. no, I don't want to hear your fucking sex noises. <laughs> I don't want to see your O face. Let alone your uh, almost guaranteed horrible penis. <laughs> Speaking right. of, um. The Wait, other day in my tributes, Facebook memories, there was a shit-talking post from Jeff about the Rangers. Oh, no. And yeah. I was wondering if that was what prompt. I could was wondering if that's what prompted me to send Jeff the dick pic. Probably. And it's all, yeah, this is like the anniversary for that stuff because it's the hockey playoffs right now. We just beat Pittsburgh um, to advance to the next round. I actually thought about that because my brother is super into the Rangers. I actually really haven't paid attention to much hockey since I moved out here, but I'm into the playoffs, you know, and it's fun to watch. I'm rooting for the Rangers now. And after they clinched last night, I thought about thought about Shuddy's dick, unfortunately. <laughs> You've scarred him, Shuddy. <laughs> Yeah. So every every time giving. the Rangers score, I think it's Shuddy's penis. I just it's picture terrible. I picture Jeff watching Ranger games. That's why I don't fucking watch it anymore. And he starts hallucinating like a Looney Tunes cartoon and no longer are they holding hockey sticks. They're all just like wagging around Shuddy's yeah. limp penis. Shuddy really ethered the oh. hockey fan in me. Like I was just, <laughs> I'm done I'm done now. I can't oh. <laughs> But anyway, so I did I yeah, and I did, you know. In my in my brain, where I actually had enough courage to DM him and ask him to come on the podcast, uh, I did want to ask him about that and stuff. And um, they did a really cool thing during the pandemic, during like the the depths of it, where it was just everything was shut down for so long, nobody was touring, there was no real entertainment coming out. They did this special called Yulemall around Christmas, where. They, it's like heavy metal in front of a Yule log. It, it wasn't. It wasn't live, but they recorded themselves performing as a group. Like obviously no audience, but they. One of the venues was like a church, which was fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, they played in a barn, and then they played in somebody's like house, like in their room. So and they were they like I said they don't take this shit all that seriously. So they they had Christmas lights up and they were in onesies. 
just rocking the fuck out to the most extreme metal. So ever. it was the edited footage from all four like locations? Yeah. Okay. And then like little skits and stuff thrown in, which I don't think it's it was up on their their merch page. It was like night merch, nightshade merch. I, I always get it confused, but like you could buy a ticket to it and then it went live and it was active to watch for like a week. And I don't know what happened to it since then. I don't it never got released on like a physical DVD, but I just remember being so depraved of entertainment, locked up in here by myself for so long, and then just it was like invigorating. Like I was up and like jumping in my living room, running around, fucking headbanging like a maniac, like I was actually at a show. They were they were fucking givers, man. So it's a huge bummer to me. I know death metal is so not mainstream that people majority of people don't give a flying fuck, but that guy that music just had such an impact on me. And I've never gotten sick of a Black Dolly Murder song. Even their first album that's been out since 2003. Any song that comes on by them, I am not skipping it. It's a fucking banger. And this guy's your Tupac. Really is, man. And um, even if you're not into you know, death metal, extreme metal, I definitely recommend watching that interview he did with Rob Flynn from Machine Head. Because it's, it's super interesting. It's just... Even if that's the only metal thing you ever absorb, it's it's really fascinating learning how things work behind the scenes and just how unglamorous the road life of a of a of a metal band is, you know? They did everything in house. Trevor handled all their social media stuff. He answered everybody, replied to all the shit. They the the band had no techs, so they did all their own their own instrument set like work and tuning and all that stuff cuz there's so little overhead. You make so little money on the road because you got to pay for gas and all the shit that comes with it. Like if they get guitar techs and stuff, tours are a wash. Yeah, they don't make any money. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's really interesting and definitely worth checking out. And I'm sorry to to bring another bummer into the show, but I gotta I gotta tra- pay tribute to a legend, and um, we can do something fun now, right, Shadi? Yes, sir. Letterbox D, Letterbox D, it's Letterbox D, the D stands for dicks. It's the Letterbox D game. So I just threw together a little Letterbox D game. You ready to get thrashed, Jeff? Yeah. Um, of actors who have had birthdays since the last time we recorded. Oh. That's solid. And some of them... I love a Shuddy Boy gimmick. Some of them are slightly obscure. Slightly. Mm. And in that case, we are going up. Kevin's moving for the rule while I'm trying to tell the fucking modified rules. Wayne got more weed. It's crucial. Um... I'm gonna now that I smoked. I'm gonna need this to get me through the Patreon show as well. Yeah, I'm nice. gonna need it too. Okay, so on the more obscure ones, like this first one, the first six films are in play for points. Wow! So they're worth top three are worth double. You're getting real fucking abstract here, Shuddy. I love it. So, starting with the Birthday furthest from today, Keenan Thompson. 
Jeff, since you're a at a good handicap, burger fan. you can go for first. This is a movie he's in? I only I think I only know Good Burger. Since yeah, you're giving me the first crack at it, I'll just take that one. I am I can't believe how badly like I Oh man. He was just in something that I saw recently too and it sucked. I feel like he should oh, be in Bridesmaid, but he wasn't. Like I don't I don't think he was in that movie. If I didn't think of the movie I just thought of, I was going to say Bridesmaids just on a whim and hope right. that he had a cameo in it or something. Yeah, so I'm I'll go Good Burger, but okay. Like I used to be I like in my film buff prime, I probably would have killed it in this game. We would have been a, a lot more competitive in this, and I, it's it's incredible how terrible I am. Like it really yeah, you it suck. bums me out. You suck ass. I do think that this app is a little goofy, and sometimes the results are they're nuts. But whatever. So, All right, so you're going good burger. Yeah, I have to. I think I'm 99 percent sure he was in Home Sweet Home Alone. The Home Alone sequel that went straight to Disney Plus. I think he was like a, a real estate agent or some shit in it. He sure was in that movie. However, that was number ten. Oh, so that gets you sorry, little zero mama. points. I just scared her. Jeff snags two for Good Burger, which was at spot five. Wow. When you said, uh, "My heart went into my throat." When you said, I just saw him in something that was terrible, I thought you this was going to backfire on me trying to give Jeff a little bit of an even footing, and you would have said Hubie Halloween and gotten six points. Oh. Because you did just, you did watch that, and it was terrible. <laughs> no, I'm actually on the record of saying it's, it's mediocre. I'm on the record. It's saying it's terrible. I watched that. I thought it was terrible. Um, I don't. But rounding out his top three was the the Grinch. Oh, I never right. even seen that. I have seen it. And snakes on a plane. Oh fuck! Oh, and then I guess since we're the top six, uh, Smurfs was number four, and Trolls World Tour was number six. Honestly, I haven't even seen any of these. I don't, I've never seen snakes on a plane. I'm ashamed to admit that. The movie that should be it's number fun. one, uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks, was number 12. Wow. Wow. That is, okay, that's one I should have gotten. That's shocking to me. And uh, D3 was 16, and Heavyweights was number 13. Oh, he- heavyweights yeah. might have been... And I Fat Albert been. was number 20. Oh, I forgot he did a Fat Albert movie. See, as you're saying it, <laughs> D2 should have been, in my opinion, like, in my head, that would be, like, the highest ranked or the most popular movie he's Fucking had. Fucking Knuckle Puck, buddy. Yeah, for sure. The street Hockey Kid in that, L.A. That shit, is so, that shit is so funny to me. The street hockey team in fucking L.A., all, all urban kids, all black kids. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Michael Scott produced that. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right. The comedy legend, George Carlin. This is just a single. This is just top three. Man, I've got a couple contenders, but I don't know which one would be higher. I have no idea what he was in. I'm going to go ahead. Since you scored the points last time, you can go first. I feel like he was in a Kevin Smith movie, right? Wasn't he in Dogma? 
He was. Is that your guess? Yes. Because I'm not getting there on another one. I'll just okay. take that one now that I. Yeah, he. Uh, what was his character's name? Wait, was he in Dogma? It's been a long ass time since I've seen Dogma. Didn't he play God? <laughs> no, that was Alanis Morissette. Oh, that's right. See, okay, so now that Jeff is locked in on an answer, I can show my work. I don't know if it's going to be Bill and Ted or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So he's done multiple Kevin Smith movies. Yes. Gotcha. I'm going to go with Bill and Ted. I think Bill and Ted will be higher. Can you be more oh, specific? Yes. There Bill, are three Bill and Ted movies. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The first one. Okay. Dogma was number five. Oh, he was the cardinal in Dogma. He was, yeah. The, He's, yep. He introduces the Buddy Christ statue as the Catholic Church tries to rebrand. Um, Bill and Ted Face the Music is number three. Uh-oh. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is number two. Is Bogus Journey? No- oh, it's Jay and Silent Bob. And Cars is number one. Cars. I feel like animated shouldn't count for what we're talking uh, about. Bill you got to be able to Bogus see Bogus Journey was number four. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was number seven. Because like now, Jersey thinking- Girl number eight. Another Kevin Smith. As I'm thinking about it. Like, Shrek might win if we played Michael Mike Myers. I almost said Mike Michael Mike Myers, but I wouldn't. Well, now that I'm talking about it, I thought of it, but I wouldn't think of that as I was playing it because it's animation. But it's definitely animated his, movies are big, right? Yeah, right, and it's definitely his biggest movie, right? Well, it's it's got to be that. I mean, he was in Inglorious Bastards. Or, I, I, or the first we're Austin Powers. We're talking about Letterboxd, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Letterboxd. But his biggest movie is Austin Powers or Shrek. Yeah. I mean, Shrek's probably more famous, more popular, more made him more money. I, that's what I'm getting at. What made him more know. money? Shuddy's got right, a very smug up. look on his face like that he might be on the list or something. No. Uh, Harvey Keitel is next. Friday the 13th was his birthday. Cool. Metal. Very metal. You think every- so was that fucking blood moon eclipse last night. Oh. Uh, and Kevin, you scored the points, so you go first. Harvey Keitel. Oh, and I can't show my work either because Jeff will snag my leftovers. I mean, yep. I, have, I have three guesses. So if it goes, if you take one of them, I'm just going to default. I have lots of guesses. But I honestly think, and Jeff, you're going to hate this, especially if I get points for it. It's going to be the Grand Budapest, Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> yeah, that's not one of my three guesses. <laughs> All right, Jeff. <sighs> I'll just play it safe. I'll go Pulp Fiction. I'll just play it safe. Hopefully I win here. Number three was Inglorious Bastards. That's why I had that look on my face, because you mentioned... Inglorious Bastards when we were when you guys were talking about Mike Myers. Yeah. Harvey um, Number two. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh I can't remember Harvey this is bugging me. I cannot remember Harvey Keitel and Inglorious Bastards. I can't either. 
I cannot. And I watched it within the last year. Number one. Oh, it's going to be Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Fucking Jeff. Yeah, but you had the first guess. I think you kind of All right. Know, maybe you overthought Sharing it. Sharing a birthday with Harvey Keitel. Good old shovel face. Oh. But I guess we like him now. Or Kevin likes him now, so we don't call him that. We can still call uh, him Robert Pattinson. Jeff, the floor is yours. I should say good time. No, I'm not going to. I mean, it doesn't have to be Batman or what's there. I'll go Twilight. I'll just say Twilight. But I'm probably overthinking it. I'll go Twilight. I mean, he was also in a Harry Potter movie, but I don't remember which one it was. Mm, And those are super popular. Are they? Uh, I've I've heard they they caught fire. (laughs) Some people are into that. Mm. Yeah, I'll just go the Batman. I feel like it's modern. Oh, I blew it. I can't believe it. left that fucking just like he says it and walked completely away from it. Oh, Jeff blew it. Because the Batman was number one. Suck on my dick! Well, I mean, he it's worse that he, he walked away from it, I think. Uh, good Time was number five. Okay. Wow. Twilight was number six. What? See, that's, <laughs> see, that's I don't know, that's surprising, I think, right? Suck on my dick! I mean, Batman being ahead of Twilight isn't surprising, but Twilight was a big property. So, it was the Batman... Then the lighthouse. Wow. Tenet. You saw that. Harry Tenet. Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Good time. Twilight. Wow. Good time was more popular than Twilight. Yeah. That's got to give you some hope for humanity. I I thought I thought Good Time was annoying. Like oh, those right. two characters are so fucking stupid. Well, actually, one had like like well, like the character had a mental issue. Yeah, that was one of the the Safdie brothers. Yeah. Uh, that movie frustrated me. It's a fucking gritty, gritty, like yeah, almost like skeevy feeling movie. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But All yeah, right. I think that's what made the movie so entertaining was just how stupid and how how bad at decision making he is because it got him into every one of those scenarios. Sorry, Shuddy. Go ahead, Kevin. You get first crack at Mister Tim Roth. I like Tim Roth. But he's one of those guys. He fucking blends in. You forget he's in things. Tim Roth. And I know that motherfucker's got a very impressive IMDb list. Do I go fucking... Oh, man. I shouldn't have smoked weed before this game. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I feel. Because I thought of the movie... And then I thought of an answer that it wouldn't be, and now the wrong one is all I can think about. Oh, it popped back into my head. Okay, okay, okay. I feel like Tarantino crushes it on Letterboxd, so I will go The Hateful Eight. I'm pretty oh, sure he's in Hateful Eight. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I, no, he is in that, I think. I never. I only saw like half that movie. I'll go with another. I'll go Reservoir Dogs. I almost went... Um, Hulk. I should have went Incredible Pulp Fiction Hulk. twice, honestly. But... The Incredible Hulk would have is number six and would have gotten you zero points. Whew. All right. But 
being that the hateful eight is number five, you also got ah! zero points. So it would not have mattered that much. Reservoir Dogs has to score. Reservoir Dogs is number three. Holy shit. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number two. And Pulp Fiction is number one. Uh, I just would have felt cheesy picking Pulp Fiction twice. Okay. Jeff, you get first crack at double points. Chaz Palminteri. Ha ha. I mean, he's in two of my favorite movies ever. He played he played the asteroid in um, Armageddon. <laughs> God damn it! I'll go Usual Suspects. Oh, you bastard! You absolute bastard! What are some of the ones you're thinking of? I mean. I don't know how popular it would be, but a guide to recognizing your saints. Oh yeah. Um. For some reason, I can't get fucking moonlight out of my head, and I can't remember if he was in Moonlight or not. I didn't even see it. You're on your own there. Cher and Nick Cage. But there's a chance I'm thinking of um, Paul Sorvino. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I guess. these shifty Italians. <laughs> it's. These guinea wop pizza shops. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck me, Chaz Palminteri. You know what? I'm rolling the dice here, and I'm gonna just. This is fuck. This is probably one of the dumbest things I've ever done in Letterboxd. But I'm just gonna guess that he was in Chicago. Ah, oh, Shuddy's laugh just. Fucking killed my, me. So my two, I I love Bronx Tale, love Bronx Tale. Have you ever see, even seen that movie? Nope. But I, that's that was definitely what I was God trying to think damn of. Damn it, that movie kicks so, ass. I am going to say that this new rule was put in place specifically for when we got to Chaz Palminteri because I wanted to help Jeff, and I knew. That as number four, he would at least get points if he went with a Bronx tale because he talks about it all the time. Oh, no. I actually, Usual Suspects might be like a uh, Mount Rushmore movie for me, though. I love that. However, he did it just, I knew that either one of you could have picked the Usual Suspects. So it was just going to be possibly who got here first. And it worked out in Jeff's favor that he got first pick and got number one and snagged six points. Oh, so he now leads by four. Let's go, baby. Is there one more left? He has 12. Actually, he leads by five. Jeff has 12 points. Kevin has seven. There are two more left. Kevin needs to score higher than Jeff before we get to the last one, which is a double point. So if Kevin can score some points this time, we do have oh, to go to the I just assumed this one. was the final the final actor. No. So let me guess, he wasn't in Chicago, huh? No, not at all. Fuck me. That right was now. a stupid guess. We're not even going to talk about yours. <laughs> Fuck my stupid ass. Uh, so Jeff, Danny Trejo. 
Okay. Hmm. Was he in Heat? I know he's done voices Wasn't and he stuff in too. Heat? He was in Heat, right? Fuck, I'm gonna say it's. I'm just gonna say Heat. <coughs> the voice one, yeah. I'm I'm completely out on it. If he's in Finding Nemo, I would never know. <laughs> I know he's. I know it's, he's it's, in. It probably ranked really high. You know, that's I probably should use Finding Nemo. I know he's in the Dora the Explorer movie because he came on the Ella Show to promote it. Um, I think this is gonna. It's got to crack the top three, so I'll say from Dust Till Dawn. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking Dust Till Dawn, Desperado. I fucking love Desperado. All right, Desperado, so, sick. Dora the Explorer was number. Number 20. Ah, fuck me. Uh, Book of Life, which was another animated movie he was in, was number 10. Con Air was number 5. From Dusk Till Dawn was number 3. Yeah! Then Anchorman. And then, at number 1, making it mathematically impossible for Kevin to win, even... If Jeff scores zero points and Kevin gets number one, Heat. He was. Ah, nice. Wow. Parmesan poof. You've just been Jeff. Fucking pussy. Man. So Jeff won 15 to 8. That was was a a well-earned win, Jeff. I feel like all the categories lined up perfectly for me. Yeah. Last one would have been Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> I would have I guessed. I would have hoped you didn't guess Goldeneye, and then I would say Goldeneye. Or see, I would have gone for the win and said Mamma Mia. Ah, yeah, that's the one. And I Kevin went would have gotten six points. Jeff would have gotten zero, which <laughs> would have made it still Jeff winning fifteen to fourteen. Hmm. I imagine that uh, Mrs. Doubtfire is probably going to be high the, on his list too, right? Or no? Number four. Number four. Mamma Mia, The World's End. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. It was a drive-by fitting. Doubtfire, Mars Attacks, and Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief are his top six. I'm not even sure that's a movie that actually exists. I feel like they put a poster <clears throat> out for it and they tricked everybody. Which one? Percy Jackson and the fucking Queef or whatever. And the Lightning Thief? Yeah. It does exist. I saw it in the theaters with the boys. Wow. It's the only Percy Jackson movie I saw. They're doing a new uh, Percy Jackson's show for one of the streamers. Well, Jeff just got excited. Um, Anna, oh, my, my dick's hard. I love Percy. Hold on. Anna. Got a Percy Jackson jersey. Nope, not Anna DeArmas. What's the other one? The other... The other missile? Mm-hmm. Anna Diarmas is... Anna Daddario. Oh, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, Alexandra Daddario was in the, the Percy Jackson movies. True Detective Minx, right? Mm. Uh, are these Percy Jackson movies streaming anywhere, Shuddy? I, I don't know that, but I believe she was a child at the time. Oh. 
Never mind. I'll just rewatch Baywatch. <laughs> Fair enough. 86. No, she wouldn't have been a child. She's eight, she's contemporary with us. Yeah, solid. Love those nugs. Yeah. I, Epic Hall of Fame Nugatos. <laughs> yeah. First ballot Hall of Fame Nugatos. <laughs> uh, well, I tip my hat to you, Jeff. That was a solid win. I needed one. I usually... I usually take the L and letterbox in the letterbox D game. You didn't Is even little like... mama standing on the table? She's got Part of it. top of her, uh, her front two front feet, uh, two front feet on the table, and then her hind legs on my lap. <laughs> oh, uh, mama! Yeah, you whipped my ass fair and square. There were no like weird technicalities or anything. That was a that was a true trouncing. Fuck you, Jeff. Um, we did. We did do, Shuddy and I did a in-depth spoilery review of um, Doctor Strange in the Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, just a quick refresher, if you want to know where we stand without getting anything spoiled. Shuddy's at four dicks, I'm at 2.75 dicks. Um, and the Easter egg, as you all know, exclusive to the audio podcast, so you won't be able to see that on YouTube, you'll have to flip over. Uh, but yeah, I do actually have something current to review. Before we too. we take our leave, so do I. I don't know if we're going we get long to it. today, everybody. Sorry. Uh, buckle in. Good thing I brought that weed over from the couch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Pack that bowl, homie. I actually did a double feature so I could watch the 2022 Firestarter and the 1984 Firestarter. Which did you watch first? What's the Firestarter? Is that on Netflix? No, it's on the <laughs> cock. I keep seeing commercials for it. I wonder where. It's also in theaters. Yeah. Okay. So I had never seen the originals, and uh, I, I did. I did watch the remake first. Okay. I don't know why I chose that, but Drew Barrymore's first film, right? It's got to be close, if not her first. That or no, E.T. was her first movie, probably. Because E.T. Oh yeah, you're right. She was eighty two. Yeah. So the the remake was getting trashed, and people were also using the original to be like, yeah, the original sucked ass too. And they took another shot at it, and that one sucked ass. And uh, I don't know who the the girl is who plays you know the, the title role of said fire starter, but Zach Efron is her dad, and then some other chick plays her mom. And it's basically these two, this couple that got experimented on in college for like a paid experiment, get powers and then they give birth to a daughter who also has powers and they're sort of on the run trying to keep this secret government organization from capturing her and turning her into a weapon. And it just had, I don't know, the whole vibe of the movie was very stale and bland and it wasn't really all that great. The acting was super wooden and corny. And Zac Efron, I like that guy. He was, he was decent. And towards the end, there were some good uses of the firepower and some bloody deaths that were enjoyable. But overall, it was pretty much a snooze fest. And I don't know. Happy you didn't see it in the theater? Yeah, I streamed it on the cock. And it was like a 2.25. Oh, wow. At best. Yeah, it kind of sucked. Jesus Christ. It was was teetering back and forth between a 2.5 and a two and a quarter. But it, it was, it was, it was unnecessary. Wait, 
What did you think of the original? So the original did suck. <laughs> uh, like everybody's right on that. Well, there are titties in it at least. No titties, but Heather Locklear was the mom. Oh wow! But they they changed a few things. Like the mom in the Drew Barrymore one, she's just dead, and you only see her in flashbacks. So Heather Locklear is barely in it, and the script was garbage. I'll give you this on both movies: the score, fucking rules. Great, great horror movie score. John Carpenter, his kid Cody Carpenter, and some third person whose name I forgot did the score for the 2022 one. And it's great. It sounds like a John Carpenter 80s movie. So I'll give him points on that. And I don't know who did the score. It wasn't John Carpenter, but the score in the original one kicks ass too. But what saved the original and made it better was Drew Barrymore goes fucking off. And the special effects for 1984... We're sick. Like, she shoots legit fireballs out, and they look like giant Hadoukens. And then they hit houses, and it's exploding. And I think in 1984, they were still pretty flippant with the lives and safety of stuntmen. People got rocked, no doubt, in the making of Firestarter. Like, people were like clearly like uh, crouching and hunkering down behind pillars when buildings in front of them blew up, like houses. Oh shit! Um, people's heads got set on fire. Like nah, the movie kind of sucked. But <laughs> so they risked a bunch of stuntmen's lives. Yeah, stuntmen's lives for this. But man, that that last ten minutes, it fucking crushes. It was really cool. It's just ten minutes of Drew Barrymore laying fucking waste, like setting people on fire, exploding people, vehicles, cars, helicopters getting blown out of the sky, houses exploding. It's just 10, 10 minutes of carnage. Is it better than the first? This is... Wait, what? I mean, is he, it better, is it better the than new one. The, he, the remake? So. Oh, oh, yeah. I would, I would definitely rank the remake higher. The, the ori- or no, I mean, the, the original higher than the, the remake. Right, okay. I'd say the, the original is maybe like... It's teetering between 2.75 and 3 dicks. There's not much of a difference, but that last 10 minutes really saves it. <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing about, Shuddy? Me all stoned and confusing Kevin takes, myself. Yeah, one hit of weed and his look at him. He looks. He's a fucking mess. Look at his hair. He's all. <laughs> he's he went from being put together to being all disheveled. I love it. Yeah, I'm a little toasty. <laughs> but I'm leaning into it. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing at. You're gonna need it and out after the Patreon. I just noticed your hair has just gotten so wild all of a sudden, dude. I was thinking about for In and Out Monday just. Scaling down and getting one double double. I'm stoned. I didn't eat at all today. Two double doubles. Three triple triples. <laughs> oh, give me eight four by fours. <laughs> we uh, we watched the Lost City last night. Oh, the um, the Is that Tatum and Sandy, Sandy Bobol, and yeah. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. yes. Did you pay to rent this? Because I saw it just went to VOD, but I think it's on Paramount Plus, right? We watched it on Paramount Plus, thankfully. Ooh, sounds like uh, the Lost City has a bit of an uphill battle here with Shuddy. It sucked. <laughs> I'm not gonna mince my words. It was garbage. And Harry Potter was the bad guy, right? Uh yeah. So. Every time I saw the trailer, I was against this movie from the jump. 
because uh, it's basically the same story as romancing the stone with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. I've never seen that, but I hear people talk about it fondly. It is a lot of fun. Uh, there's just the, there's this scene that it never made it. It took until I was an adult for the scene to really resonate with me, but they come across a cargo plane that's crashed in the jungle that was smuggling weed. Uh, and he, Michael Douglas is smoking a, a, do, a joint and is reading an old uh, Rolling Stone and is appalled when he finds out the Doobie Brothers broke up. It was just, I just, I don't even know why I find it so funny now that I understand he was smoking weed. Um, but anyway, this movie was, had none of the charm or charisma of Romancing the Stone. It was wooden. Sandy Bulbul looked a little funny. Uh, either they did some edits in post-production or she's had some a significant amount of work done recently. Um, hmm. But it wasn't funny because it's like a comedy action movie. It The jokes were like... They were so like obvious, like hit you in the face. Like they were not, it was no subtlety to be found. No, no subtlety to be found. It was like, they wrote it for dumb dumbs. I would have loved it. Um, (laughs) sounds like my kind of movie. (laughs) Not much chemistry between Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock, in my opinion. Uh, How was Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt? Because I do like both of them. The Brad Pitt scenes were with Channing Tatum were the most fun scenes in the movie. Yeah. They have good chemistry. I feel like um, anyone could have good chemistry with Brad Pitt. They should have 69. Um, I let those guys spit roast me. I'll pay that on VOD. But... Ginger and Blorp both rated it four stars on Letterboxd, so that's what prompted me to give it a try. It was such garbage that Sharon was asleep by the time we had hit the 30-minute mark. Oh, no. Did you unfollow Blorp and Ginger? Uh, <laughs> and I, I held on for the whole 111 minutes because I figured something had to happen for these two people. I trusted their opinions at one point to rate it so highly. And wow. there was nothing, nothing at all. Shots fired at poor and ginger. Yeah. Um, I just saw shuddy boys typed out review on letterbox D that names them both. <laughs> Blorp and ginger. I'm mad at you both. Is that the title? It's of it? the last line of his review. <laughs> nice. Uh, Oscar, there were there were some bright spots. Um, Oscar from The Office is in it. All right, I uh, like him. He is very very funny. Uh, Divine Joy Randolph, who plays Sandra Bullock's manager, is also really fucking funny, and. Uh, Oscar is in love with her 
and that their dynamic is really fun uh, because she wants no part of it, but he's just so innocently weird. Like it, so there are some things that are not too bad about it, but it's a one and a halfer for me. Oof. Oof. It was not. That one the, stinks. The, the, the things that I just mentioned do not make up for any of the other nonsense. Man. I mean, I am going to end up watching it. I got, I got, I do have Paramount Plus, so I fucking might as well. Um, You'll probably disagree with me. I seem to be in the minority with that opinion. I don't know, man. Comedies, you got to really nail. For but me. it, I, I don't think it, it wasn't a good comedy movie, and it wasn't a good romantic movie. Like it tried too hard to be too Failed much. Failed at everything. Both. So it wasn't good at anything. Yeah. Like it, it didn't, it wasn't like one of her other rom-coms or one of his like 21, like it was almost like they tried to mash one of her rom-coms with 21 jump street. Oh yeah. That's a fool's errand right there. Like it was too goofy and for there to be any real thought of this being a romance, like it was just weird. What did, uh, what did you see Jeff? Hopefully not a documentary. No, I finally saw the Northman actually. No shit. Yeah. We got it on VOD though. Uh, well, whatever. We have a big ass TV in our living room. So it was cool. I, 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 Obviously, it's probably a better movie to see in the theater. It does does have some pretty sick, like cinematography shots of Iceland. Like you pretty much nailed it in your review when you're discussing it. Um, spoilers though, because I do want to talk about a couple of things in the film I thought were were, were pretty cool and uh, interesting. But I mean, like this, I think I know the one you're going to start with. The story, like if you've seen it once, you've seen it a hundred times, right? It's a revenge. Uh, it's a revenge story. My my brother summed it up. It's it's Hamlet retold. I never even read Hamlet. I'll just take him at his word for it. But whatever. And it was it was well done. I actually th- think there could have been more like action, like more battle scenes. I could have been uh, there. Could have been a couple, one like really good battle scene that I think like with Ethan Hawke's character. Um, yeah, I think that was kind of why I described it as a little art housey because yeah, it didn't take as many attempts to throw in like huge battles or fights. The fights were almost like a, a bit of an afterthought to the story. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they the, were not the main focus. Yeah, the violence was sick. Yeah, when it was used and it was yeah. well done, that was cool. I didn't really like the the fantasy part of it or the, the The supernatural elements to it. Yeah. Like essentially this dude hallucinating. Um, um, I like when he fought that big, like monster skeleton that came back to life when he fell into like a, an abandoned ship or whatever. Yeah. The burial boat. Yeah. Burial mound. That's fucking cool. I like the scene with that game that they're playing and he fucks that giant up. Pretty oh, much beats yeah. him to death as he like yeah. saves his like half brother. That was the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I figured. Damn, dude, he that guy fucked that guy up. That guy, what's his name? Alex Skarsgård, right? He played Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. He's a fucking. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's he a got big jacked dude. in that movie. Hell yeah, um, Eric Northman. 
from True Blood. This was his origin story. Um, but the the scene, the best scene in the movie was when when he finally like talks to Nicole Kidman, his mom, and like tells her or, like like I'm your son. Like her perspective on that was fucking interesting. I thought that was, was a cool twist, right? It was a, it was a very cool twist, and I couldn't. I still can't really put it all together. So, like, essentially, after he, like, infiltrates the... Uh, the guy who killed his dad. The guy who killed his dad's camp or farm who... It's like his out, uncle, right? Again, spoiler, it's his uncle, right? Uh, he finds out that um, his uncle took his mom and, like, married his mom and made his mom, like, <clears throat> his, you know... Like the mm. the mother of the the or the uh, the woman of the house of the farm, right? So he finally like confronts her and is like, "Yo, I'm killing this fucking guy. I'm gonna rescue you." And she was like, well, "Your father is a huge piece of shit, actually." But like, she kind of hedged her bets at the end, right? By like coming on to her son and making out with him. Like, yo, if you win, though, like we could be cool. <laughs> yeah, but that was Which a is, trip. Oh, yeah, that was. That was, was tough to watch. It was tough to watch, but like, she's just like a very cunning bitch. That's just like, just like, like she's just gonna live. Like I, all I'm concerned about is is living, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, so like, she had to do what she had to do for Ethan Hawke. She flipped when her when his when her when his brother killed him, and she was ready to flip if the son won the fight. Yeah. Right. Um. And I also thought it was interesting that whole shit with with his brother. So his brother killed Ethan Hawke to become the king. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but this motherfucker effectively became the king of like a nothing like of a nothing territory that eventually Norway just came and took over. Yeah. So he got nothing. He got nothing. And he went from king to shepherd farmer and like putting that in like 2022 terms it was like like the ceo of sony has been you know and and in rough shape lately it'd be like if this guy went from ceo of sony to like fucking store manager mcdonald's it's like damn dude how big of a drop off was that like you fucking you 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 really you really fell off uh really took a fucking backward step in your career yeah um I thought it was pretty good, though. Like again, the story wasn't anything like unique, but it was pretty well told. Um, I'd give it like a a three seven five. Yeah, that's higher than I thought you would give it. The thing is, like I, I'm guessing your brothers liked it more than you. About the same. Oh, about about right. the same. Like. I I I enjoyed what I was watching, but I'll honestly never probably watch it again. Oh man, I'm getting that the day it comes out on fucking disc. I'm getting it. Fair enough. I'm not hating on a on a positive review for it. I get it. I just yeah. I mean, there's tons of movies that I've enjoyed and given good re- good reviews to, but just it's like yeah, one and done. That's all I needed out of that. Like you couldn't, and I will say, it went by very fast. Like yeah. it was a fast two hours and twenty minute watch. I'll give it credit for yeah. that. Um, I could have used like a battle of the bastards scene. Like one just fucking like Braveheart old school like fucking sword battle between two like Nordic clans or whatever yeah. what's going on up there. Well, a lot of like 
for some reason, somebody must have just someone's PR team was out to tank <laughs> that movie, and they were just because it's because it is an indie flick, but it's got a really really hefty budget for an indie flick, and even though it was successful and well received and well reviewed. All these fucking media outlets were dunking on it. They're like, see, this is what happens when you put too much money into an indie film. Everybody loses money. And people on social media were like, shut the fuck up, man. That movie kicked ass. What are you talking about? Yeah, like you you guys are part of the problem that, you know, you're not getting people out to see an awesome movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. All yeah, right. the budget was $90 million. It's a lot for... I guess something that's technically in in indie flick. Yeah, but I don't know. It's such a stupid like argument to make to make because like there is an opportunity for that for that movie to catch lightning in a bottle and make fucking five hundred million. Maybe yeah. that's a little high, but you know what I mean. It could have it could have four x its budget. It's not even at sixty million worldwide right now. Yeah, so it failed. That's a bummer. <clears throat> Even yeah. though I'm not an A24 guy, that is a bummer because they took a, a legit. I don't think this was A24. <laughs> it was. It was. Yep. Oh, I thought it was like neon or something. Yeah, mm. fuck me. Whatever. All right. Well, there you have it, friends. My mom wants to go to in and out. Uh. Uh, Shuddy, I think I might have to shuddy you. I don't think Northman's A24. I'm almost positive. I think it's Regency Focus. He couldn't let that one go, Shuddy. This piece of shit. Out of all the times Shuddy has shuddied me, I had to get him back. We'll play your button then. I don't even know where my button is. Is it, is it fucking... Is it this one? Human fecal matter. Suck on my dick. Isn't that your button? Suck on my dick! <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yep. Got him. Man, you nine, did. 24, you dumbass. Come on. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting MSPH. And um, if you would like to receive more of our content in your life, please head over to patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. It supports us and it keeps the show going. And you get fuckloads of new content out of it. Just before the show today, Jeff and I taped another Dragon Ball Queef which will go up on Wednesday. Um, we're about to wrap in a couple weeks the first season of Queef or No Queef. There's so much fucking stuff on there. And uh, we're, we're stoked on it. We're super proud of it and think you should check it out and give it a try. Well said, Kevin. Yeah. Um, you can also check out our YouTube channel if you would like to see all of our wonderful faces during all of this. You can go to youtube.com slash madscientistpartyhour. We're Every- getting some views. We are. Views are up. So every click, every, every person that subscribes, every like, every comment just helps us out. So if you, uh, you want to help us out, try and see your homies succeed a little bit, that's an easy way you can do it. You can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. Jeff Rowe Records. And at MSPH Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Didn't get a chance to chip away at Mount Voicemail again this week, but we'll get there. We'll be caught up by 2024, I imagine. easily. (laughs) Uh, And thanks again for listening, friends. But until next time, R.I.P. Trevor Sturman.
Checkity check check a chicken show. Ooh, got fucking doo doo breath, I believe. Fucking stank breath lately. Let's see. Let's get angry shuddy. Shuddy, huh? Yeah. You. Oh, yeah. What up, Shudster? Hello. Hello. Oh, hi. <sighs> Let me see what I got. Got a few documents to get in order. Documents? Yeah. What kind of documents? You know. All of my, um, his docs, you know, Kevin likes my business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I prepared, I don't know if we'll have time for it. Uh, but I did prepare a letterbox D game for today. Oh, all right. We were just talking about letterbox D. Yeah. I used it this weekend, as you guys can see. Some of you, maybe. Uh, so I feel I feel like I was personally attacked in that review. You were attacked in one, and Ginger and Blorp got it in another from today. Oh my, oh my God, what did Blorp do to deserve to incur the wrath of Shuddy? I'm going to have to go on Letterboxd, see what the deal is. They both led me astray is what happened, Jeff. They both lied to me oh, in no. ways that make Kevin's lies from last week even less stinging. Kevin's just a pathological liar, isn't he? Human fecal matter. It's habitual he... for him, even. Yeah, he just lives I mean, a he's, lie. He's the contrarian now. Just... Remember that time that he um, he just like didn't like onions for allegedly for a whole bunch of years for all of his life, and then we find out that he actually loves onions. Yeah, except, I remember that. Except Man. he'll enjoy a good onion on his birthday. You you two are bringing some real needle dick energy to the show today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Too far. It's boner time. How loud is the volcano through the mic? I'm just hearing like a slight, tiny little bit of crackling of the bag. Really? It's It's like right next to the microphone. I assumed it was loud. I usually mute it. No, not at all. Couldn't even hear the actual volcano itself. Just light bag crinkling. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, we could have kind of talked through it. But once you like address it, it was we couldn't just move on. Ignore how dirty this particular side of my desk is. Um, but that's how close together they are. I just sent a picture. Okay. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Um, Kevin, I'm going to make you host. Um, I think Shuddy's microphones are cooler than ours. Or his microphone. Sound-wise or look? It's the same one. I I mean, oh, yeah. um, 
Kevin, I'm making you host. We have a really bad thunderstorm blowing in right now, and on the off chance, I lose power. Gotcha. Is that a real possibility? I mean, the storm is bad enough that schools got... The storm was forecast to be bad enough that schools got out early. What? Um, So that way, kids wouldn't be coming home in the wind and rain. I'm thinking. Yeah. But it was supposed to start two and a half hours ago, and it has just started raining. So I don't think it is a legitimate concern uh power in knock on wood in the two years that we've lived here has never gone out for more than five seconds literally five seconds um so i'm not real concerned about it but just in case yeah just we don't need you guys don't need to lose the video feed because i lost internet connection Mm -hmm. well all right thank you for keeping us up to date on that yeah i honestly i could go for a decent rain uh thunderstorm rainstorm we get them like maybe once a year and they're pretty sick yeah and we're in deep shit here in la what do you mean with the water situation oh like have you have you heard how low the the water levels are here no i'm not familiar with this story like california gets a lot of rain from the mountains with the snow when the snow melts and stuff, but most of like Southern California, like LA and shit, gets their water source because we live in a goddamn desert, and there's four million people just in LA alone from reservoirs from other states like Nevada and stuff. Yeah, and just, just take Wyoming's water. One of the ones in Nevada, the reservoir has reached low low levels like for the lowest time in the history of their existence to the point where. They're finding bodies in barrels. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Like in, I forget what lake in Vegas, but it's I think just, it's Lake Mead. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're finding all the what? bodies that the mafia dropped off. Yeah. But I mean, when I first moved to LA, we were in a severe drought and to the point where my homie Dingo was saying that like he has friends that are firefighters and they were telling him. Like, we're just waiting for the time we get called to a fire. We jack our hose in and nothing comes out of it. Damn, dude. And it's now lower than it's ever been. And we haven't even hit summer yet. Oh, no. So, yeah, we could be in deep shit. And, like, I know they wanted to open a desalinization plant in, I think, Huntington Beach. What where it? they could get... They, they Is that, like, where you water rolled water? Kind of, yeah. They take ocean water and suck all the salt out of it and purify it and turn it into drinking water. And I think those facilities have the capacity to create 50 million gallons of drinkable water a day. I was wondering why like, that's not more of a thing. Oh, because Huntington Beach didn't want it there, so they struck it down, so we don't get it. Why would Huntington Beach do that? I guess it's almost can't... like they're a bunch of scumbags. Yeah. Like, you can't really ask yourself why Huntington Beach would do something. They just do things. Yeah. Oh, wait. We just got to live this would, with it. This would help people? No, 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 no. We don't want that. <laughs> it's like, uh, you, you realize you motherfuckers got to drink water, too, right? I just, I'm so conflicted with how I feel about Huntington Beach. Because every time I've been there, like, it's it's really one of the more beautiful places I've been to in the country. Like, it's fucking wonderful. The beach itself. 
Um, and that is why they don't want a desalinization plant on the ocean in Huntington Beach. Well, I mean, like, how bad does that make the beach look? How big is it? Because there's a lot a of beach desalinization in plant. If I'm, I'm going basic. The only experience I have with desalinization plants, just to be upfront and honest, is from SimCity. Okay. Full transparency, but give us what you got. It's cool. <laughs> Which version of SimCity? What year is this? SimCity 2000, to oh, be wow. exact. Um, they look... I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to Google it just to be sure. Google, but I wait, no. They, Google SimCity desalinization plant. Find out how they uh, condition in your mind for it to look. plant. It looks like a, they... If, yeah, they look like giant water treatment plants. They're not pretty. Uh, all right. That's too bad. Like, here. I was thinking about it. Like, if water levels get so low that they have to tell us, like... Kevin Craft. Do I have to take host back from you? I can't share my screen. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. It says host disabled screen sharing. I didn't do that. I don't even... <laughs> what the shit... Well, you're saying? never getting that back. Uh, I don't know. I think you're going to rip on Huntington Beach again. No. Oh, the, the, like, if, if, wa- if, like, Southern California and California in general just becomes unlivable and 40 million people have to relocate, I'm imagining the, the, the roads out of here are going to get clogged up for quite a while. Yeah, I really hope. Why are we talking about that? I really hope Liquid Death sends me a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of spare boxes because I might need them. So you can bathe in them. So I can drink them when I spend a week in traffic getting out of California. Where would you go? I don't know. I guess I'd probably move to Florida. You would? Oh my god! Because that's where a majority of my family is. Yeah. This is getting what depressing. would Carl do? Would that be the end of you and Carl? Well, they, they have she plenty, come to Florida with you? They have plenty Jeez. of water in Culver City. <laughs> no, if, I mean, if LA loses water, Culver City does too. I, I don't, advanced sharing options? What is this? Who can it's share? It's not that big of a deal. I sent you guys a picture of it. It is a big deal because it concerns our water situation. And I think it might I, cause Kevin to move to shit-ass Florida. Multiple participants. One participant can share at a time. I think... Have, I think you're good, Shuddy. They have more freedom. I have no idea. In Florida, I heard. Yep, there we go. Here are what desalinization plants look like. They aren't attractive. No. Well, neither is 40 million people moving inland. I'm pretty sure there are some states that don't want 40 million Californians moving in there either. Oh yeah, like all the. I ones... think it should be mandated that all of the Californians move to currently red states. Hmm. I think they would love that, Shuddy. <laughs> they would love it. Yeah, Texan. I know Texas would be fucking stoked to get forty million Californians. Yeah, sorry guys, climate change brought us here. <laughs> no know. water. We need yours. Uh. Well, hey, since we're still in the Easter egg, before we fire off, Shuddy, you did finally see Doctor Strange, so we can drop spoilers. I finally did. We can drop some spoilers. Yes. Uh, So, spoiler alert, moving forward. 
I could not wrap my head around what you kept saying about the entire plot being a spoiler. Well, they never let on that. that... Until until six minutes into the movie. Oh, gotcha. When a giant plot twist happens. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, the The trailer just started. The trailer kind (laughs) of makes it seem like the zombie Doctor Strange is going to be the bad guy, perhaps. Or just the multiverse in itself. But it's fucking Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and that Scarlet Witch is going to be helping them. And all of a sudden, it flips, and you, Scarlet Witch is the bad guy six minutes into the movie. Which, for the record, I thought was sick. I thought that was dope. It was. It was. I really enjoyed that. Wait, is that Scarlett uh, Johansson? No. It's Elizabeth Olsen. Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. My bad. I'll let you guys continue uh, this. <laughs> I'm going to look up my bets. Um. I got so stoked when they referred to her as the Scarlet Witch for the first time in the MCU. That was awesome. Yep. That got my nipples hard. Um, (laughs) Got his penis erect. Now, are we... Are they now saying that she's a mutant? Are you taking that from it? I don't know, because... Her and Quicksilver's introduction into the MCU was them being experimented on by Hydra. So I was always led to believe that the reason they have powers is Hydra experimentation. Well, or they could that be mutants is that got why kidnapped. they had them in the MCU because legally Fox had the mutants. Yeah. So that's why Whoa. there were two versions of Wanda Maximoff and Quicksilver. You mean in the X-Men movies and the MCU? Correct. Yeah. But now it sort of seems like they're leaning towards her mutant side of things. Well, spoiler alert. I guess everybody knows at this point this is a spoiler-filled review. She fucking dies at the end. So... I don't know exactly what they're leading her towards. Boom, boom, boom. Oblivion, perhaps? I wouldn't even say that she dies necessarily at the end. This is where I'll give Marvel credit. They tend to not do the comic book version of, oh, look, they're back. Like, when they kill somebody off, they're gone. Like, Scarlett Johansson's contract is finished. Black Widow is dead. Not coming back. Um, Iron Man is dead. Tony Stark is dead. It's pretty safe to assume Captain America died of old age. Quicksilver never came back when he got killed in Age of Ultron. Um, they kind of don't. Like the the exceptions are Red Red Skull got killed at the end of the first Captain America movie, but his his spirit, his specter, was on another planet in Infinity War. Um, they killed off Gamora, but. Then when they time traveled, her past self got brought into the present, I guess. So she's still in the Guardians of the Galaxy despite dying. Those are the only exceptions I can really think of. They don't really seem to like doing fake-out deaths. So at the end of the movie, when she brings that whole structure down and collapses it on herself, I took that to mean that she's just dead. I don't think... 
I don't think that was a definitive enough death to say that she's dead. Cause Draven brought up a good point after we saw the movie, uh, asking where the hell white vision was during all of this. Yeah. That's what I was wondering too. And why, how she wouldn't be looking for him instead of these kids that she made up. Yeah. The, the Wanda's whole motivation in this movie was kind of annoying because WandaVision was a cool series, but the fact that they gave her kids in the sitcom world that she had created was lame. I think those kids were kind of lame. Their lines sucked. Their, their acting sucked. And they sucked in this. I thought they were... <laughs> like, they just brought in a cheese factor that I didn't appreciate. Like, the part where they, they like, sing to her was so cringy. Oh, my God. That was awful. That was really, really bad. What I want to know is. Man, you and Jeff are very barfy today. I just burped. Um, Yeah, I almost. Why didn't that Wanda try fighting her when she showed up there? I don't know. You know what I mean? Near the end where. Uh, America opens up the the portal in there and the kids are scared and the other one, why didn't they duke it out? Maybe that's a Wanda that doesn't have powers. I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that was just connecting plot points didn't have a lot bridging them, which was one of uh, my many complaints about this movie. The the One of the biggest things was they they the whole time... America Chavez, her thing is like, I can't control my powers. It just happens when I'm freaked out. And that's instantly solved at the end by Doctor Strange just pulling a Rob Schneider in a, in a Happy Madison movie going, you can do it! And all of a sudden she can control her powers. Oh, all you needed was a pat on the back, huh? <laughs> just That was the big mystery? A vote of support. Yeah. Sounds like an anime uh, inner monologue thing i can do this you're turning a real fucking weeb over there huh (laughs) yeah (laughs) referencing anime in our regular conversations i'm gonna do it in a fucking sports betting podcast too (laughs) oh shit (laughs) i really liked it i really enjoyed it i think maybe your low review of it set my expectations super low but i had so much fun and during it that I can't believe you enjoyed it so little. I just feel like the script was really weak. The dialogue was all cringy. There were there were too many just jumps from plot point to plot point. I know I saw in your Letterbox D review that you didn't find America Chavez as annoying as I did, but I felt like she just brought really really powerful CW low budget vibes to the whole thing. Um the the part when Doctor Strange fought evil Doctor Strange and they used magical notes or musical notes against each other was so cringy and stupid. I don't know. I, I got to see it again. And maybe I can forgive some of this stuff on a second viewing. But there was know. some of it that was cheesy. Like it was definitely a Sam Raimi movie for sure. And what did you think about the Illuminati, now that we can completely spoil that? I really liked that that storyline. John Krasinski as Reed Richards was rad. And I the Black Bolt's death was 
one of the gnarlier things in the movie. That was the high point of the movie for me. When she, yeah. So people that don't know Black Bolt's power, he's the leader of the Inhumans. They had an Inhumans TV show, I think, on network TV, and I watched the first episode of it when it aired, and it was so fucking bad that I couldn't even finish watching it. It got well, canceled. It was supposed very... to be a movie, and it was so bad that they tried to make it a like TV show. Yeah, and that got canceled with breakneck speed. And the the my biggest complaint with it was the actors all seemed really low budget. The costumes look corny, and it just it felt like a like a shitty TV show. And it sucks that, like, I kind of, I knew all of the spoilers before they happened just from one stupid thing or another, so I knew Black Bolt was going to be in it. And I was kind of hoping to myself, just like, ah, that actor really blew. He had a very corny face. I hope they recast Black Bolt. And they didn't. But Wanda killing him by taking away his mouth. So Black Bolt's whole thing is his voice is so powerful that even a whisper is, like, as powerful as a nuke. So she takes his mouth away, seals it like, like Keanu in the first Matrix. And he goes to go like, and it just blows the back of his brains out in his mask. So you just see a big poof show up in his mask and get all like soggy and droopy because he blew his brains out. And he just shit his pants in his mask. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And he he just crumples to the ground. It was, it was definitely, that whole scene with the Illuminati fight was rad. Yeah, where Wanda just, makes mincemeat out of every member of the Illuminati, including Professor X from... Dude, they went 90s X-Men cartoon Professor X. Like, he rolls in. I don't know exactly how well it translated to the screen, but it was cool seeing his big yellow, like, floating wheelchair thing that he had in the cartoon. Yeah. And even when he comes on screen, it, do, it the score did a little... Nice. Yeah. That was dope. Little X-Men entry jingle. But she kills all of them. They all get eviscerated. She fucking, she kills John Krasinski as Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four. Just like unravels them. Other people get crushed. They get a shield through the stomach. Like people, there there were some, it was probably like three people, but everybody loves to um, amplify whiny voices. But there were people complaining that it was too violent for a PG-13 Marvel movie. So that that piques my interest. That's the kind of shit. It was pre- it was pretty violent. Yeah. All things considered. Didn't have goop coming out of their mouths, did it? <laughs> Black Bolt had goop coming out of his mouth. <laughs> it was gross. This is what does he say? Oh, it's a total attack on kids. It's an attack on kids. Yeah, that's what it was. Little bitch. Little fucker. Uh, but-, but I think that was. That's part of the reason I think why people don't like it as much is that it is definitely a darker movie in the MCU. And out of all the people I know that saw it, the only person who kind of shares my thoughts on it is Bonnie. Everybody else I've seen has given it like four dicks or less. I started following Paul Shear on Letterboxd and he he declared it a five dicker. Well, Bonnie's a vegan, so that explains why she was so low. Oh, shuddy. If she has your phone number, you are getting fucking ravaged (laughs) after this. She doesn't have your phone number anymore, I'll tell you that. You son of a bitch. You just lost followers on Twitter and Instagram. You son of a bitch. Well, you'll learn. You'll fucking learn. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 still down on it the more I reflect on it. I think you need to see it again. I will. I'm going to see it again. Because I, I really 
I really liked it. I really did. I'm giving it four dicks. Wow. Strong. Yeah, I had a good time. What was your it was Doctor Strange dick rating? You two, had two point seven five. That's right. You fucking eviscerated that one. Yeah. Man. What did we we were I was just talking with Ginger about you rated this close to Morbius. Yeah. I think they both a Jared Leto vehicle, right? This was the first time where there have been Marvel movies that are kind of bland, but this was the cringiest script with the cringiest. See, I enjoyed this more than Shang-Chi. Interesting. I guess I'm just a sucker for Kung Fu fights. There's a worse thing to be sucker for. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll give it, I'll give it another view, but, um, yeah, this was this was a huge bummer for me because this was one of my more anticipated Marvel movies. Like yeah, I said, Doctor Strange the first one, one, five dicker in my opinion. Huh. It could have used more cosmic stuff. I feel like they could have done more with the multiverse. Really, all they showed was just when they make that initial break to get away from Scarlet Witch, and they pass through a whole bunch of dimensions at once. I do have to say that. The timing on my edible was just right that it had just started to kick in oh, that right rules. before that scene. Like that's per that is perfect. It timing. started, and then I was like, and then they went into the multiverse. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> fucking awesome. This was I couldn't have timed it better. Like I was just getting into the sweet spot of the edible. But then they just uh, spent the majority of the movie in that just mediocre milk toast alternate universe. Eight something 828 or 818 yeah i forget because it does line up with i think the ultimate universe and the main marvel universe main marvel Wait, what's the difference in the ultimate universe and the main marvel universe is 616 yeah 616 and then it's man i used to know this mar marvel Ultimate universe number is oh Earth is sixteen. Six, it's sixteen ten. Yeah, sixteen ten. So maybe they they weren't. It definitely was an eight two eight or something along those lines. Um, yeah, it's just they spent so much time in that. It's it was basically like, hey, we're in New York, but there's more plants and flowers. It's like, oh, cool. How imaginative. <laughs> Out of all the multiverses, we just get extra planty New York for the majority of this movie. Cool. I don't know. Maybe I'm just bitching. I, yeah, you done bitching about I'm Dr. Done bitching. Strange? I'm done bitching. Let me start this recording. Record on this. Oh, wow. You have cool options when you're the host, huh? Recording in progress. Where is the theme song? Snoopy Poop Dog! Oh, I found it. You ready to get ready to get this show off the road? Let's do it. On the road? On the wagon? Los Angeles, California, we're the mad scientist party hour. <laughs> 